Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com forward slash bonfiresidechat. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go there. Check it out. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. For a century they've tried and failed. The Night King Rendell, Black Eyed Tarkas, and even Logan himself. You won't stand a chance, you'll be eaten alive. But go along if you wish. If only to deepen your despair. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I am Levi Curran. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about Sen's Fortress in its entirety. Uh, Levi, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Levi, obviously. I have no East Library of Note besides a one-time appearance on Gary's Planescape Torment podcast. Awesome. So that is my, my internet celebrity to date. Yes, we are incredibly happy to have you here because you volunteered um, eagerly to talk about Sen's Fortress. Do you want to say why, or, or, or are we going to get to that? Well, I can say why now, suppose. Um, I've played D&D and other traditional games for some time, and like Sen's Fortress reminds me of like a, a killer DM's dream, essentially. Where everything is made to screw the player <laughs> over at every turn, essentially. Yeah. It's it's some first edition shit, is what it is. It's like reliving my middle school campaigns, like <laughs> third person. <laughs> I I, uh, I asked uh, uh, you know Levi to be on the show. I I know Levi in real life. Um, this is like the two you know the month of, of people from my game group. Um, you know Levi and Nick are both people who I play D and D with in uh, in real life. And Levi was part of you know I guess the you know, pretty much Levi, you know, Cole and Nick were the three people who were getting me into Dark Souls, who were trying to convince me to play it and, and buy it before I did. <laughs> so uh, it seemed like a natural fit. Yes. We are OG, although you've beaten the game seven times and I've beaten it none. Why well, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> You still haven't done that? Still haven't done that, no. God damn it, Cole. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, the, the other thing that's funny about that introduction, Levi, is that uh, I've, so I've known Levi for a couple of years. Um, I've been pronouncing his last name Curin, like for the entire time <laughs> I've known him. Curin. It's okay. Yeah, spelling. Yeah. It, look, I get it looks Karan like Curan most often, actually. Curran? <laughs> yep. Levi Bible, um, yeah. who says, yeah. No, no, no. Curran, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, a, like a spicy hot Curran. Yes. Um, yes. That mm. was a dumb joke. Tasty. Let's 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 leave that. It was a behind. tasty joke. I'm gonna oh, make thank you. I'm gonna make this impossible to edit around. So, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. Like, I'm just gonna replace uh, all of your your voice with just crickets. <laughs> so it just sounds like me and Levi are having a really stilted conversation that no one in the audience is reacting to. You know what? Um, it won't make too much of a difference. But uh, <laughs> you know what? Else, you know what else is pretty spicy? Uh, Sense Fortress, right? Sure. <laughs> Cementing your fate. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> do you want me to say what we did previously? Yeah, what, what did we do last time? So, uh, last time we waded through the toxic bowels of Blighttown, defeated the Chaos Witch Quilog, and rung the second bell of awakening. Uh, we heard a gate opening off in the distance and climbed back up to Firelink, only to find the fire dead. Given no other choice, we had to head to the parish and continue into Sen's fortress. Yep. And this is like, we, I think we mentioned it last time, but this is one of the few times in the game where it tells you exactly where to go. Like yep. you watch the cutscene with the gate and it's signaling, send, send, send. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, go. Actually, um, back before I, I saw the cutscene on my first playthrough, I tried to go there after every milestone, try and see if I open it. <laughs> so I was so ready for this place. Oh, yeah. It, it does look real badass. Like it, it, does. it does. Yeah. It looks like I the kind of place. That, inside that massive stone gate and so on. Mm-hmm. It's signposted yeah. so strongly. Be- before you get there, there's a couple of little bits of uh, changes back at the, the home base. Um, <laughs> it's actually before this, uh, you, you might have noticed snoring around the um, the altar in uh, Fire Lake near the uh, the shrine. And now you can see the uh, the source of that. Yes, which is a, a, a big goofy serpent with weird teeth named Frampt. Yep. Yep, Frampton came alive, and he I, told you the fate of the undead. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I was doing Frampton for a long time, and now I've been calling him Super Frampt. <laughs> super Frampt? Yes. Why? I don't get so, it. Uh, super Tramp. Oh, okay, cool. Me, oh. me and Brayden were running through Sense Fortress, and we were making up, uh, you know, uh, lyrics to <laughs> Super Tramp songs about Sense Fortress. <laughs> So, <laughs> do you have any samples, or is that? Yeah, lost? we 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 recorded it. I haven't put it up yet because I have to put the audio to the video. But we've got like oh, a yeah. YouTube of it. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, I look I look forward to that. But it's, it's um, pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because you talk to the crestfallen warrior, and he says, "Man, his breath really stinks. I should do something about that." Um, and and he does. He he does. Um, he he go he goes to the land of wind and ghosts. I always, I always took that as him. Uh, he attempted to do something about it to Frampton and was killed. So uh, the, the the way that I read it, if we, you know, if we're looking at this, we'll we'll get to the Crestfallen Warriors like quest line when we get to uh, uh, New Londo. I mm-hmm. think, like when you talk to him and he says, "Oh, did you ring the second bell?" Like I, I took it as him saying, "Like maybe it's not so hopeless after all." And he got gung ho and went and got himself killed by going to the closest thing to him. That that makes sense too. Like many yeah. people, you know, initially went down there and fought ghosts. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh. So so like that's what that's how I read that he died there. But uh, this is the first inkling that he is not just a. Uh, um, <laughs> a he is not the most crestfallen person in this world, <laughs> and B, uh, um, he does have a little bit of hope in him, which is related to A. So yeah. A sub one. Yeah. yeah, he. I didn't realize it until I played through uh, Demon Souls again at uh, Levi's urging that uh, this guy has a direct corollary in uh, Demon Souls. Like he's a he's a straight up reference. Yeah, he's the first dude that you meet at the uh, at the Nexus. He also has the same voice actor, right, Levi? I actually don't know. Ah. So maybe he's, he sounds real similar. Yeah, it might be the the forlorn expression though. Like he just like grumbles and talks slowly, so it can carry across different voice actors. I think. <laughs> Yes, he's hangdog, I think is the uh Yes, hangdog is, is a good term. Yes. He is yeah. the 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 hangdog warrior. <laughs> yes, hangdog. Um yeah, so and then so then you're off to uh Sens and when you get there you notice two two things. Uh one, uh Sigmeyer, 
is no longer, you know, there. So presumably has gone in and the gate is wide open. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is waiting for you, inviting you, inviting you and then quickly rebuking you with a pressure plate that will put arrows into your chest that will <laughs> invariably kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So Sense Fortress, if you don't know its reputation or anything like that, it uh, is full of traps. It is nothing but traps almost. Um, and it is right up front. It's in your face with its hostility. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what Levi said about the, the D and D, you know, the D and D ness of this is really apt. I was just, um, before we started recording, I was talking to, uh, to Vivian on steam chat and she brought up it being like an old D and D module as well. Yeah. I think it's a pretty common touchstone. What's I mean, the, uh, what's the one? Is it the tomb of elemental evil or the, uh, temple, the temple? Yes. Yes. There's also the Tomb of Horrors, yes. too, with, uh, the ancient killer PCs dungeon. That's the one that I was thinking of. The, the, did, did Gijax, did he write that one? Did he create that? I'm not sure. Okay. So so, so the, that's what I was thinking of. Those are both infamous modules. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I love traps and games. I just like, I'll, I'll put this out here just, just so, you know, it can color all of my opinions from here to the end of this episode. I love Sense Fortress. It's 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 probably my favorite area in the game if I don't think about it too much. There's some areas that I love like thematically more. There are some areas that I might like, you know, mechanically more, but together, you know, it is the most memorable and the most indicative of, of the Dark Souls experience to me. So, like I will be the voice of unbridled enthusiasm as we go through this. I actually vote in favor of traps too. There's a place in Demon Souls that has several four traps with like arrows just like this one. So, I know. I wish there were more around there. Like the random floor impediment is great, and making you like watch where you're stepping to see if something shoots out at you. It's also an interesting aspect to it. <laughs> yeah. The the uh, no, I, I like it. You voted in favor of them too. Like Trap snakes 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vice snakes. Um, yeah, no, I, I I I totally agree. Like I love this area. It's interesting though to me in that uh, as as. Being, you know, a big fan of the lore that this area is so close to being, you know, 100% lore bereft. Yeah. You know, um, I still really like it. And, and for all the same reasons that you guys like it, but there's so little in the way of explanation for it. So we don't know who Sen is. The only thing we know about the area is that it's there as kind of a test or a marker, you know? Right. That may be true, but also you showed me recently that prepare to cry video with that, um, Tarkis. Yeah. And there's a lot of implied story by that, that deeply hidden storyline of this one night going through and his trials and his, his soul sign being left behind. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the kind of the lore you get is that, um, I mean, I guess the biggest takeaway from a story perspective is that, um, other people are trying to do the same thing you're trying to do. Right. From, from other nations. So, and you, and you don't get, you know, they get a little bit further along than you do until you start running into them. Um, but nobody has quite made it um, other than, than than yourself and uh, Tarkus for, for a, a small amount of time. Yeah. And one of the only other um, alive NPCs that you find says that this has been going on for centuries. Yeah. Right? So this is definitely a fixture. It is it is the last major roadblock for uh, for where you're heading, which uh, France names as Anne Orlando. Right. Yep. So you've got this kind of kind of idea in your mind of where you're, you know, of where you're headed, of what's behind this. But uh, all that you can see right now is this test, this wall, you know, that is like way up off in the distance. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's pretty, pretty tough, not least of which. So the other half of it that other than traps are snake men, which 
um, are really different. You know, both of the, the varieties you run into are really different than enemies you've fought so far. Um, they're really difficult to stagger. Like, uh, they have, they have the, the male versions have a lot of poise and ultra poise. they're like ultra poise and they're really physical resistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're still rolling with like a plus five weapon, you know, it's going to take a lot of hits to kill these guys. Yeah. This was the first place where the Drake sword really, uh, started feeling, feeling like a rubber hose to me. Yeah. What, yeah. uh, what weapons did you roll through here with Levi? Like when you first got so- there, was that? For my last playthrough, I actually was doing a two-hand build, and I had a um, a fires Y-hander, so it was mm. pretty. Um, it was it was two hits for Snake Man for me, going through last time. But my first run, I had the Drake Sword, like Cole mentions, and that was not a good time. Right. Yeah, this time I was two-handing it as well. I had a plus sevens Vi, so yeah, so not not too bad if you have a very strong weapon, but it's it can be pretty difficult otherwise. I mean, they're very susceptible to backstabs, but that gets. Difficult when you're in really tight quarters, <laughs> which is uh, all like this is. Yeah, back to go around to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I, I I love the uh, the backstab animation. If you're lucky enough to get a backstab on any of these enemies in this uh, locale, um, it looks like you are, um, let us say, violating these guys with your blade. It, yeah, it, we we talked about that last time too with the ogres. Like the, from this point forward in the game, anything you backstab, you're putting your weapon into their butthole, <laughs> and that's and that's just that's what's happening. And there's no ambiguity ambiguity about it if it's a stabbing weapon, yeah, like a straight sword weapon. Yeah. Something I noticed when I was going through here with Brayden that's really hilarious is this. It is like a test area. It's also where Anna Orlando keeps all of their statues when they're not using them. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many there's all these just storage rooms off to the side there are dozens and dozens of these statues with that armor on it <laughs> everywhere just cut and pasted it's just that in pots but just you know do, does it like there had to be like at least 50 or 60 in the in the level it's pretty crazy like in the the room i mean we'll get to it but the room in the basement there's tons of them just stacked up yep like who who commissioned all these without picking them up or like what what happened with that it can be, it can be, it can really throw you off your guard too, because they will be uh, resting at the end of one of these long, narrow walkways, and they will look like an enemy, right? Like the silhouette, you know, at, yeah. at, at least to a certain extent, right? So it's kind of like, oh man, like, am I gonna have to? Oh, it's a thing. Oh, now I'm taken out by a sorcerer's bolt. Fuck. Right, and, and when you uh, when you do the spell that lets you disguise yourself as scenery, um, that's what you become <laughs> in this area. Oh man, I can't wait. I think I'm going to turn this uh current character that I'm running uh into a dark moon. Um hmm. just because it's 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 roughly the right level. Um and it, it you know, she has all the stats that I want. Um I want to I want to just camouflage the hell out of it. That, that camouflage spell is really fun. Yeah. Um I posted a video on the the Bonfire Side chat Facebook of people doing the barrel game. Yeah. Which where you, did you did you happen to watch that? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Or have you seen that before, Levi? I have not. Um, you get, you, you know, somebody invades and you, it's you with two, two buddies and you all do the, the hidden body spell where you turn into barrels and then you do like shell game and, and move <laughs> around. And then he tries to point and if he points to the, he fights whoever he points to. <laughs> so like you're trying to pick, you know, you're trying to pick the host to, uh, to, to win the encounter. Right. Um, the other, the other interest, the thing that's interesting about the snake men too that they're here is because we know them from later to be agents of Seath. Yes. Right. So does this like what is, you know, just if you're if we're desperately reaching for lore stuff, like what is what is Seath? Why is he keeping people out of Anne Orlando? 
Unless he's just keeping okay. people away from himself or gathering test subjects or what have you. Wouldn't he want to keep people away from the Lord Vessel? Because that's the means of actually undoing him eventually. So if he adds the impediments of the, the castle, then he's doing himself a favor. Yeah, because it takes down the red fog wall. Exactly, yeah, outside yeah. this library. Yeah, that could be. Uh, but uh, the motivations are not quite clear because we don't know what lies beyond Sens at this point. Uh, the mystery is very much in effect. But uh, what, what we do know is there are very narrow uh, walkways with very, very real axe blades that are swinging in uh, synchronization, synchrony, something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, they're, I mean, they're, a lot of times they're, they're asynchronous to each other. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so this is uh, this first kind of walkway is really interesting because you have to avoid these these uh, blades and there's a snake man down at the other end. And if you've been following your Dark Souls lessons, you know this is a bad place to fight. <laughs> you know, so this is uh, one of the first, you know, I mean, I, I say this about, I've said this about a couple of areas, I think now, but another area where uh, having a bow is incredibly useful. There's also a lightning snake up top, too, who can throw bolts at you if you don't get out yeah. of line of sight. Yeah, and, and, and as we said, like, I mean, nothing really protects well against lightning at this point. Right. So even blocking those bolts mean business. Plus you'll fall off, most likely, if you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what's funny is like my strategy for this has always been get under the bridge as quickly as possible because it is relatively free of blades. You can lure the snake man, uh, to you and you can fight him on, you know, relatively even terms. So long as you know how to manage your distance, kill him and then run as fast as you can because the snake man himself is not nearly as dangerous as either the blades or the sorcerer snake itself. Yeah. I do the same thing actually. Yeah, it, yeah, that that uh, works really well with like a tanky build. Um, but if you don't have a high stability shield, or if you're running poisonous, that's really it's really difficult to to fight a, a snake man right. on the bridge. Um, you can actually just run right past him and and take care of him in that other statue storage area yeah. behind him um, if you want to. But I didn't realize that at the time. Like I was too scared to run a, run past him. So I always drew him forward with arrows and hoped that one of the blades knocked him off. It's funny because like fear is the like primary motivator in this area. At least it was for me the first time through. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, especially, I mean, a couple areas we're getting to later where yeah. like, I was just like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but even here, like, but even here, my, you know, just my memories of the first time through this are so, so strong in that, like, I think I may have died to those arrows at the front gate, like twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which is yeah that shouldn't happen i know i know it shouldn't happen but yeah. uh it made me good and cautious yeah yeah yeah. i think at least for me that the the pendulum blades they look like they're closer together than they are yeah so you can actually stand between them usually but they don't actually look like it when you're looking at the the long row ahead of you yeah yeah yep yep and they they use that to affect later in, in the fortress <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when when you actually kill kill the snake man and go up around the corner and you deal with the second bridge full of pendulum blades with the uh, the lightning throwing sorceress at the end, that that's a really tough area for me in this game if I'm not rolling with a, a sorcerer myself, right? Um, because you know killing her without her being able to kill you, um, you know there are places you can stand where you can shoot her with arrows and her lightning is actually has a thicker hitbox, right? So it will get caught on on ledges you can kind of take cover behind. But uh, it's it's I always find that little setup like pretty difficult. Yeah, it's it, it's really hard because you, you you know your inclination is to try and close the distance as quick as possible, um, mm -hmm. and hope that the swinging blades will take as many of the hits for you as you can. 
Um, however, if you overshoot her by any stretch, then you will trigger the pressure plate behind her and uh, kill both of you. Yeah, and if you if you just run forward, if you uh, if the swinging blades don't block the lightning and you do, it's likely to knock you back into a swinging blade. <laughs> so, yeah. If if yes, then proceed. If no, then swinging blade. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. I think the best method method is to go to the, like the middle and like stop there, block until she casts a spell, then she charge her after that point. Yeah, and you can yeah. take her out with like a a attacking run or running attack. Yeah, once yeah. you get there. Yeah, I didn't realize but, uh, I could stand between those blades though, like much like yourself, yeah. at least my first time. But we're skipping past the um, bottom area though. If you want to hit that now. Yeah, yeah. So so we can say that I always skip this. I've only ever done it once. Um, mm. I insist. I don't need the Titan Knight, but just it being there is a challenge enough to <laughs> down. Le- Levi is a completionist. He can't yes, be so uncontrolled. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a tar pit, right? I mean, it's it's Blighttown Mark II. Uh, kind of, without the poison, but otherwise, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you can jump down off the end of the bridge into like an area with three lightning snakes on it. And that's bad news all around, too, because when you're killing one, the other two are casting spells at you. Yeah, that's really hard. I oftentimes will die just trying to get down to to the pit. Um, but the easiest time I had going down there to where the uh, the Titanite demons were was when I was playing a sorcerer, and I could just fall control and yeah, jump off the yeah. bridge. Yes, that would do it, I guess, if, if yeah. you go for that magic thing. <laughs> I'm not going to wuss out, if you, unlike Levi. If you go for and, that whole magic thing yeah. so so so, the, so there's not a kill box underneath that underneath that bridge i always thought there was no you can you can fall and the snake man that comes after you and gets hit by the uh the swinging blade likely will survive just oh, by the wow. time he can get back to you you're long gone but he can walk his way back yeah i think uh, if you jump down off the, the main part of the bridge you will die but if you jump down off the edge where there's that raised platform you'll be fine yeah it's just barely yeah right so once you're down there, uh, there's a bunch of Titanite demons. Yeah, I think it's yeah. four down there. Yeah. Four, and most importantly, two of them you kind of have to fight together. Yes. Yeah. That uh, is. And, yeah, Plus, the water there is also um, it's too deep to walk around in, like Cole mentioned. So unless you have the rusted iron ring, it's really hard to actually dodge them and stay alive. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's bad news. You get There's a weapon down there. It's, I think it's the scythe. Yeah. Like the regular scythe, uh, which is a decent weapon. And then uh, some souls items, and I guess you'd want to go down there if like you had a weapon that upgraded with Demon Titanite, because it's a free source of, of four four pieces of it. Yeah, four um, pieces of, of of an incredibly limited resource. Uh, there's yeah. also, uh, I, I believe, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong, but an area where you can get up to fight the demon that opens the portcullis for you. Yes. Yeah, the giant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. to get out of the downstairs area, you go up a ladder, then you go up another ladder, and you go to the top of the the gate. Like the area above the gate, and there's a, a giant that is just the same as the one that throws the um, boulders at you up top, but he has no boulders to throw. Right. Yeah, it's like your first counter thing. He's like a sadder version. I have, no, I have no boulders, but I must fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he only had one job, and you took it away from him by making him do it. Like it was to wait for bells. Wait for bells. I like that you can go up there and kill him because it's like, you know, all the cutscenes are in engine. And like this thing that you see that you think, you know, oh, okay, they're just making a giant open it. And when you see that cutscene, it's like, no, you can go kill that thing if you want. <laughs> yeah. Like it's kind of hard to get to, but if you want to, you can go find that and kill it. Yeah. You know, There's a dreadful and- persistence to this world. 
I think he drops like a Titanite chunk to you or something. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be it. Might be a chunk. It's definitely not a slab. Yes. But he might. Yeah, he might drop, drop a chunk, which would make it worth it. To yeah. Go. It's it, it's it's real worth uh, worthwhile. I mean, at this point, I was you know looking for stuff to um, upgrade my weapons, and those large Titanite chunks are pretty rare up until you get to the uh, to the giant blacksmith. So uh, any way that you can find those, those are those are a real boon, especially if you're dying and going back to the <laughs> to Andre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you get to the, this next room. There's kind of a, a little a room with a, a sleeping snake guard in it, which uh, he, he serves a mechanical purpose, but you don't necessarily know what it is just yet. Right. Um, and it's kind of a weird oblique meta mechanical purpose, but you don't, don't run into that until a little bit later. Um, but you get to this area where uh, a snake man kind of menaces you and immediately is hit by a boulder. Um you know, brilliantly signaling that there are boulders. <laughs> I love so. that. I love that so much because he raises his sword to attack you and then just, bah, down he yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah. Also knows that the boulders affect um, uh, invaders too. So oh, they wow. can actually, you can trap them against the, against the boulder ramp and then kill them that way. <laughs> they, they also, or go ahead. I was getting really tired of, um, being sidestabbed and front stabbed, and just lag stab in general in my last playthrough. So when I was invaded here, I actually just camped out there until the boulders killed my my opponent <laughs> for fear of getting stuck around again and being stabbed from some awkward angle. There's a I've seen a video um, of there are invaders will go through this area, go up to the the middle part of the ramp where you go through the fog gate. Um, they wait for people who are playing to approach and cast Tranquil Walk of Peace. <laughs> And then just block them and stop them from getting to the fog gate. <laughs> and it's impossible to, pro- to progress. Like, it's such a dick move. Like, you can pretty much do it until you get bored because they, they can't do anything about it. Um, yeah. Oh, God, I love that. Um, real dick move. Um, I've seen, you know, this is a good place for, like, fun invading. Like, there's that. There's a, you can actually get on top of those swinging blades, which I've <laughs> seen uh, people do that, too. Yeah, um, I think it's probably accidentally at one point. I didn't mean to, but it happened. But, like, how do you get down? Uh, you probably die. I just want to get up there, though, with a crossbow in both hands and just, you know, just, just fire yeah. down, you know, moving sentry turret. Just go hog wild. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> fun and baby stuff aside, yeah. because I want to put fun aside as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a nice little uh, uh, teachable moment in that uh, uh, enemies they can crazy die from these traps too. Yeah, um, so they 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 are not immune. They are they they are as much a part of this diabolical mechanism as you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's probably you know all kinds of workman comp. Workman's count problems at Sun's Fortress. Yeah, OSHA violations. So, yeah, OSHA but, violations. And, and, and it's funny, you know, especially in contrast to you know to, to to Blight Town. If you did, you know, if you did Blight Town before this, Blight Town is this example of like just life going awry, just you know springing up um, unchecked in this you know relatively um, otherwise normal area, except for it being in a sewer, right? Whereas this area, Sens, was malevolent, uh, malevolently and deliberately designed to keep you at bay. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just the, the very presence of traps kind of reveals that. There's so few traps in the game. Yeah. Um, you can also, so if you run up this ramp, um, 
Uh, at the very top, there's a sorceress, and uh, she's, you know, no great shakes to fight, but you get a, one of the more useful rings, and the one I kind of use for most of the mid-game. Yeah. Um, which it doesn't, you know, for point for point, like, Havel's ring is better because you can pile on more armor and get the equivalent of more protection. But if you are dedicated to to wearing light armor, or you have a look that you want, and you still want to get a little extra protection, mm-hmm. um, this is a really good ring. Yeah. Or you can go hog wild and wear Havels and that ring too. Then yeah, <laughs> just tank it up like like crazy. <laughs> yeah. If this is the ring of steel protection, I believe. Yeah. 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 Just raises your physical defense, which is uh, incredibly useful. It's arguably more useful than, you know, a a lot of the other uh, protection rings that you can get, especially in this area. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You also run into Onion Bro um, again (laughs) here if you if you drop off. And again, like I, you know, Sigmeier, uh, his posture is like my favorite thing in any of these situations, like him just forlornly sitting on the edge of this cliff, Um, you know. (laughs) Did I like you, it. Do you read forlornness into it? I think that he's like asleep. No, well, you, well, you talk, he doesn't, sometimes he's very clearly asleep and you have to wake him up. Uh-huh. So the only reason why I don't think he's asleep is because there are other times where he is asleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he sleeps standing up for one. Yeah. And for two, uh, you just talk to him and he just goes, hmm, you know, he's, he's awake. Okay. Yeah. He's just, so you know, I, just, I take him as being in reverie. Like, hmm, yeah. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, he's bummed out here because he can't outrun the uh, outrun the boulders. Um, I like I, I never took him to be like an overweight person himself. I just thought it was his armor that was like crazy big because of the uh, you know the whole Katarina thing. Yeah, yeah. actually, um, this might be too soon, but when you see his sister, she looks the same way in the yep. same armor. That's yeah, his, it's his daughter, right? Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, his female relation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they cover all your bases. There we go. The, the, uh, I think it's the armor too, but maybe it's just that the armor is too heavy. Oh yeah, that's true. For him to make the run. Yeah. He says, I'm too plump to make yeah. it up. Is, uh, <laughs> those are exact words. Those are his exact words, which, uh, it's a very colloquial a way to say it, but, <laughs> but yeah. you are, you are not too plump though. So you can, no, uh, no. you can run up and, and you do, you know, a couple of rooms where it's, uh, this time there's a, a arrow trap that comes from behind. <laughs> Which you know is a nice fuck you. Um, <laughs> I love that. Like that, that that exact fuck you moment says like, "Yep, we know that you're learning, and we are learning along with you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and fight another guy, and then you get to so something moves, and it's there's nothing up there, but something changes the the way the boulders point. Mm-hmm. And when I was uh, sunbrowing here with Brayden, um, I stayed up in that room with the boulder control while he went back down to the, the front and did something. I can't remember why, but I was like, I'm going to stay up here and make sure the boulders don't change to, to uh, attack you or to, to switch to your path. Right. And I was thinking like, if somebody was standing there watching, they wouldn't move, but they just invisibly just, you know, move. Oh, wow. So they're you're following there. you. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just, something just moves them. That's, like just a, the, that, that's a weird break of the rules. That's a weird fuck you. I thought so too. Like uh, I was expecting there to be something up there when I got up there. Right. When I heard it move, but there's not. Huh. So. Yeah, it's a real bummer. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of invisible agents in this. Yeah, it's a little rare, you know, for this game to do something like that. We just talked about the the giant who lifts up the gate. Yeah. You know, which could have very well been the same thing. Like they could have just made the gate raise, and uh, they actually put a thing there and then followed it up with you being able to kill it. Yeah. Here they just you know you I can literally watch like. As the, as the game just kind of becomes a game, 
Yeah. You know? I mean, if you're playing through it solo, like, you learn how this mechanism operates, how it's, you know, one side, then the other side, then the other side, then the other side, like, by watching it, right? Like, you know, the, the, the old pinball aspect of it. But, like, you watch it long enough to realize that it doesn't change, and you think, like, wait, why was it going this way, but now it's this way? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, you 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 get to this area with this weird doubling back uh, staircase ramp kind of area. Yeah, ramp. Yeah, um, you can try and head upward, but that is a certain death. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Well, I mean, you can survive it. Like I can survive can a, a yeah with their shield up. You can survive getting hit by a by a boulder. Okay, and you can actually you can make it if you're very light or naked. You can make it up, and then uh, me and Levi for Souls Bowl. Last Sunday, watched a couple of speed, run, speed runs of this, and you can actually jump backwards through the boulder. Oh, really? Yeah, if you is, do that, is a broken move. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not it's not. You know, I'm sure it wasn't intended, but if you do the, uh, the just the single press of the, the B button uh -huh. and kind of leap backwards, if you do it, you can go through the boulder, mm -hmm. and that's what speedrunners do. And it's kind of yeah. crazy. Makes sense. But that puts you up in the in the boulder exchange uh, chamber, right? Yeah, and you miss a lot of cool stuff that way. So it's not yeah. the normal sequence. It's just kind of interesting that there are some ways around it. Yeah. Uh, you can also jump off. If you start going up, you can jump off onto a serpent lady. <laughs> and uh, you go into a jail cell, which like has two kind of things of note. Like One, you get the black sorcerer set, yeah. which is just like the sorcerer set, which isn't good armor. Except that it says it's the black uh, armor worn by the sound sorcerers of Venheim. Yep. And that just sounds fucking rad to me. <laughs> like a, the sound sorcerers. Um, and then this is why'd also you say where... that, Why'd you say that like Dr. Wiley? <laughs> Not an accident. <laughs> um, sound sorcerers. Um, the, uh, and this is also where Griggs' quest line ends. Okay. Um, it's kind of hard to make this happen. But uh, if you buy all of Griggs' spells and then complete Big Hat's quest line this is where griggs ends up mm -hmm. uh, and goes hollow so you can kind of surmise he's following after big hat but gets trapped here right and goes crazy yeah that 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 never happened for me probably because i never bought all of griggs's spells because there's he one spell that you can buy from him i believe homing soul mass um that uh you get from logan later cheaper and i never saw a reason to buy it from griggs himself at that point he also sells a uh, soul arrow, which you already you start with. Yeah, yeah. So unless you want a second copy of it, you're not going to buy all of his stuff, and you might have to buy all his inventory items too. Yeah. Um, like you have to you have to totally buy him out in order mm -hmm. to make it happen. So there's a lot. I mean, it's, it's rare to see a hollowed Griggs, but that's where he you know that ties up that loose end. This is what happens to him. Right. Right. So. Yeah. But uh, if you decide to you know time your run down this boulder uh, canyon thing uh much like sean connery and the rock uh you can get to the bottom of this and uh you can either go straight where there is a bottomless pit that is eventually filled up by rocks or you can head left um you, you've seen clearly seen the rock more recently than i have <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's the flame room right it's the it's it's the uh the the, the furnace i don't fucking remember i haven't seen it since like 2000 so 13 years, years ago. <laughs> 13 years ago. That. I saw it, like, did it come out in 2000? I feel like I... It came out like about, 1998. I feel like I saw it probably close to then. And I don't remember I almost think, anything about it. I think that I have an eidetic memory for cinema, Gary. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. 
All I remember is Sean Connery like looking towards an actor, but also kind of looking towards the camera and going, I fucked the prom queen. And it being really weird. <laughs> he did do that. Yeah. That was the that was the plot of the rock for me. Like if I were to pick up the DVD in the in Blockbuster, it would just be a picture of Sean Connery and the subtitle said I fucked the prom queen under a synopsis and then just like a, a cast that was just Sean Connery. And that's it. It was nineteen ninety six that oh, okay. came out. So but anyway. I just wanted to drop a rock reference in there, reference in there to see how you reacted. Well, that, that's how I react. Okay. I hope you're happy. I am. I am very happy. But uh, but you get to the bottom of this thing. Uh, if, if if you wait in this little alcove off to the left, um, there's a neat little bit where uh, the rocks eventually fill up this uh, apparently bottomless pit uh, to where you can run across and get the covetous gold serpent ring and also uh, run and fall to your death, I believe, right? Yeah, if you go to if yeah. you go to your left. Yeah. I I've never been able to figure out where you get the shote from this or the shotel. You you don't get that from here. That's down by um Sigmeyer. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've I've never gotten that from down there either. So I've never encountered I've never encountered the shotel. Yeah. <sighs> Covetous gold uh serpent ring is great. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, that that's a really useful ring. Yeah, if you if especially if you're farming for uh humanity. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there are plenty of enemy, uh, plenty of enemies who have a relatively high humanity drop rate anyway. Um, but uh, if you have this thing on, it will make it almost a certainty. So you can really stock up if you're trying to do, uh, you know, um, you know, sun broing or invasions or things like that. I always wear it when I go to uh, New Londo because I don't want to buy transient curses. Mm, I just want to yeah. use one and then kill ghosts. Makes sense. So. I actually wear it at all times after this point, besides boss fights, just because there might be something I don't know about that drops that I don't want to miss. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like one ring slot gone for the rest of the game. Like, it's almost like you're wearing the Ring of Favor and Protection. Pretty much. Which you can find here as well, right? But No. No, you get that from... By uh... the, um, Law Trek? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense. I, I I always mistake the ring of favor and protection with the ring of uh, rare sacrifice. Oh yeah, you get one of those here too. Yeah, yeah. It's in like a weird place. You can also get the slumbering dragon crust here oh, yeah. if you didn't kill uh, Griggs for it. Yeah, um, which is super useful. But uh, let's let's tell mimic stories, guys. <laughs> so this is one of the first areas where it becomes apparent that if you die, uh, you're going to have to run through this entire thing again. Um, it, it's, um, it, you, you know, th th there's no real way to predict this, right? Unless you're spoiled. Yeah. I, can, can, can we agree? It's, yes. I, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I had an orange soapstone warning okay. that said um, amazing trap ahead, <laughs> but I didn't think it was going to be the, the treasure chest. This has been nothing but amazing traps up to this point. Yeah. Amazing <laughs> traps ahead, amazing traps behind. And, uh, it was, it was like when I got got, like I laughed for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just, <laughs> just like, oh, 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 fuck you. It's <laughs> so goofy too. Like he laughs. Like he, oh, <laughs> like I love the way mimics are designed in this. Though. Oh, so like, great. Like the, the way my favorite thing. So, so I mean, the, this, this chest is a mimic. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, uh, is when they stand up, their tongues are clearly like the same material that their torsos are. You're right. So it's like their torso just kind of snakes up through this chest, mm -hmm. you know, and you get this impression like that's the creature, mm -hmm. you know, almost. And the, the chest is just kind of window dressing, even though that's not quite true because you get that helmet. That's like a mimic head right? Uh, later and it has all the parts. 
But uh, I mean, there are ways to tell what it is, but you just have to be observant on a, in a way that you were not trained to be observant before this, like a level of detail that like, you know, stopping to check and see if a treasure chest is, is breathing is like stopping to see if like a window is yawning or like, you know, the floor is screaming or, you know, the ceiling's crying. Like you're just not going to check. It's funny. Like be- it's a treasure chest. It's funny because I noticed this was because because of my particular uh, personality defects. I noticed that this was a different kind of chest uh, before I opened it and then died uh, because it was slightly askew. Most other chests are placed parallel to walls, whereas this one is uh, at roughly a forty-five degree angle in the middle of a room. Is that true in all, all the time yeah. there are mimic chests? No, Not, this no, is no. Just the rest of them are actually on the wall, but this one definitely is askew from from normal hmm. placement. Yeah. Yeah, that that's good observation. I didn't I didn't have that. I didn't I didn't notice that. I didn't notice anything about it other than the the warning, like the literal orange soapstone, and then yeah. uh, that it ate me. Um, and then later I I found out what the the telltale signs are, and they're fucking badass. Yeah. So 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 are they breathing when they're dormant? Like, can you yeah. just like get up there and, and look at it? Because I know about the chain. I know if the chain curls outward, you're you're fucked. But yeah. It, and like the 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 uh, Lordran Boy Scouts, there's probably like a rhyming mnemonic device. Like if if the chain curls in, better get in. If the chain curls out, gonna make you pout or something like. <laughs> treasure within, just to keep it thematic. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, if the chain curves in, treasure within. If the chain curves out, better watch out. Yep. And yeah, rhyming out without, but <laughs> well, we can yeah. we can workshop this off. My That's good. good. Thank work. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good starting point. Um, but they, they definitely are breathing um, all the time. Huh. And you can hear them, too. It's just they're very quiet. But mostly I, I, you can watch them. Okay. And, and see it. Never uh, noticed that. I know that they're slightly different color than the uh, than the regular ones. Uh, the, the regular chests are, are a darker, more lustrous hue, whereas these are more mottled and faded. I, I never noticed that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, this all might be true. But honestly, I've got a much more foolproof method, which is attack all chests ever <laughs> from this that. point forward. <laughs> in in real life, too, like I'm going to put a treasure chest in your apartment, Levi. After game <laughs> night, at some point, you're going to come home and you're not going to do anything until you kick it. Even though, if I did that and you kicked it, what would be your win condition? Like, if it was a mimic and it, it turned into a mimic in your apartment, like you'd have to move. <laughs> you can't live somewhere it's, with a mimic. It's his apartment now. <laughs> exactly like and if you if you manage to kill him you just find the lease with, it, with his name on it <laughs> uh, mimic what is this uh, <laughs> but, but um, levi's right you have to attack every chest after this from now on even once you know the signs you still like you, you do. i mean the first time through the game like now i know which chest are mimics and which ones aren't right um even though I have had like little flights of imagination that I was going to get like a haunted copy of Dark Souls where like the mimics <laughs> were different, like a creepy pasta. <laughs> but the uh, uh, for the rest of the game from this point on, I think most players like you attack every treasure chest, and that's just what happens. <laughs> that's what Dark Souls is now. You know what would be amazing is if the treasure chest after this point had nicks and cuts in them. Oh wow! Like that would no. be a crazy like bit of game design. That'd be awesome. I would love that. Make that game. Somebody mod that. Dark it Souls seems mod. like you should be able to do it. Like there are mods for it, Pe- and there are texture mods. Pe- people are hacking shit all the time, so hack <laughs> that in. Come on. People only mod dark. They don't mod Dark Souls to make it better. <laughs> they just mod it to make it worse. Well, yeah, they make it better be, for them. Like online feature where they they'd appear in the chest and people attack other chests. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the more the more people it kills, the bloodier its jaws. Man. <laughs> That's true. Man, yeah. If, if you could turn into a, a mimic through that spell or oh, through God. any, that would be awesome. And park yourself as a treasure test. Yeah, yeah. Polymorph self spell. <laughs> this D and D campaign. Oh my gosh. So, so I mean, like we haven't explained it, but anybody who's gotten to this point knows if you try to open a chest that's a mimic, it will devour you whole. Like one one of the coolest ways you can get a tip off to it is if there's a blood stain in front of it, and you touch it, and you get to see this ghost get eaten in front of the chest. <laughs> like every time I see, I, that didn't happen to me my first time, but every time I see a blood stain in front of a mimic, I watch it because it's it's great. Do we know why the Lloyd's Talisman uh, uh, wakes them up? Or puts them to sleep. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's such a weird, you know, like white box Super Mario 3 kind of mystery item occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, the, the, the flavor text for Lloyd's Talisman specifically talks about it being used uh, to, you know, to stop undead from using Estus. Like, it's not, yeah. it doesn't say, like, hinders enemies or anything vague. It says, <laughs> like, specifically what it does. Mimics are powered by Estus. There we go. Yeah, maybe. That's where know. they get Estus from. Yeah, yeah just mimic glands. <laughs> it just squeeze like them Chinese out. Chinese moon pandas, and it's fucking sad. <laughs> I <think> favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mimic High Life. Another favorite. Mimic High Life. The champagne of chess. Um, <laughs> but um, you get the lightning spear from this dude, which, if you're on the Drake Sword path, is an excellent weapon. Yeah, and you're going to see such a huge noticeable. This is like the game teaching you about physical resistance and elemental weapons. Yes. Because uh, the uh, from this point on, snake men are not really that big a deal, mm-hmm. you know, with this weapon. Yeah, so you can use that. I mean, and spears are already pretty, I don't want to say overpowered because that makes me sound like somebody who plays LOL, but it's... Uh, you know, you, you, you can guard while you're using them, so it can make the fights in this area trivial. Well, in this area, yeah, but the game, it's showing you the power of the spear and then immediately taking it away during Anor Orlando because that is when you're fighting many, like, uh, giant-sized enemies and spears are dick against them. Yeah. Like, the hitbox is so small that, like, it's really hard to fight anything with a spear that's uh, bigger than you are. Yeah. But uh, you get this thing, uh, whether or not you decide to use it, and you get to one of my, I, I think, my favorite trap in the game. Hmm. This is fantastic, yeah. <laughs> the trap elevator, um, which you know, you 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 hop on it and uh, it takes you to your uh, to, to you know to your destination. Uh, if you decide to linger your on, final destination. <laughs> Crypt keeper. Death is out to. <laughs> oh. Yeah, um, but uh, you know it'll, it'll take you up to the to the you know, to Upper Sen's fortress. Uh, but if you decide to say, like, mm, let's see here, I see some area above me, it will slam you up into some spikes. <laughs> the, the, this trap has never got me. Really? Like, I just, I got off at the first stop because that's my exploration model. Like, uh-huh. I, I feared, I always thought I would get back on it and then just ended up exploring the rest of Sun's Fortress. Okay. Like, uh, I was expecting, like, if I had to keep going up, it would let me off in, like, a room or a contained area rather than one that can join to the rest of the fortress. So this one just, just never got me. I didn't even know that there were spikes up there until I watched people do it on YouTube. I'm ashamed to say it. It got me. How about you, Levi? Um, I think I saw Bloodstain, and then I went up, and then I got off, like Gary mentioned. <laughs> I think you can look up and see the spikes. If you're on the exit, then look upwards. But I'm not positive on that. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I can't explain why it got me. 
Like if you're if you're observant, you can see the the, the movement pattern of it, where it you know uh-huh. moves up, stops, moves up a little, then comes back down, stops, then moves down a lot. Mm-hmm. And then also the texture of the floor is bloodstained. Yes. So like it's it's this wonderful instance where like observing does help you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a real fair trap. Yeah. Um, it takes you up past the uh, the boulders that you were trying to run down before into like the boulder control room, <laughs> and there are a couple things you can do here. Um, changing the path of the boulders, um, changing them down to uh, to go, I guess like. I don't know how to refer to direction, like cardinal directions in, right. in Dark Souls, <laughs> but um, you can you can put it down towards the uh, the first area with the sleeping guard, and this accomplishes two things. Like one, it frees up uh, Sigmire to to run up the ramp and completes this leg of his quest quest chain, right. and then uh, goes down and will bust through that wall. And when I was referring to the mechanical purpose of the sleeping lizard or the sleeping snake, there is that uh, you can sit down and watch the damage. From him go up, and then when he <laughs> when he stops doing damage to him is when the uh, boulders have broken through the wall. Mm-hmm. So that's just a quick way to save yourself, you know, a little bit of time. I don't know how intended that is, but that you know seems to make sense to me. And also just to motivate you to want to hit that wall, you know, because yeah. there's a sleeping snake man there. Yeah, and wh- why not take it out with the boulder because it's easier yep. than swords. Um, yep. It's it's funny because this time you know earlier today when I played this. Um, <laughs> the wall was broken, but the snake was still alive and at full health. The sleeping standing. Well, he he was awake at that point, I think. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, not a big deal. He's he's just a regular snake, dude. Yeah, he might yeah. have just gotten knocked out of the way or jostled. You know, I feel so, like if you um if you reload the area and come back, he'll be back there, and the wall is still gone, of course. <laughs> yeah, that might, that might have happened. Did you die, Cole? Was that in between those points? No, no, I don't. I don't believe I did. Hmm. You, you, you know, it's it's hard to remember specifically because you die so much in sense. Um, maybe yeah. you don't if you're competent. I need right. to reflect on that. <laughs> but um, you go back there, and it's this neat little area with all these hanging uh, bird cages that have people in them. Yeah, or just like corpses for the oh, most yeah. part. Yeah, uh, but one one specific person. So Big Hat Logan. So this is a really important part. If you're going to be a sorcerer, this guy is going to be your your bread and butter, your best friend. Uh, he kind of alludes to the to the uh, to the later part of his quest line by saying that uh, this place is melting his mind. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And the uh, so he's he was obviously captured, you know, by by the uh, you know on his way up here and was put into this cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I think he was put into the cage is just because you later find out that he is, uh, he is undead. So if he was just killed by the traps, um, he would have kept coming back the same way you would. Right. But, uh, someone found a, a, you know, semi-permanent way to get rid of him until you come along <laughs> and, uh, and free him. Yep. So you can open this up. Um, you have to come back later if you don't have the master key, but, uh, there's no reason not to roll the master key. So you can open up, you can open it up here and, uh, um, save yourself just a little bit of time. Um, yeah, yeah, but he you also has, get a or you can also get a hero's soul here, which is a ten thousand soul item, which is huge at this point. Yeah, it's about a level up and a half at this uh, at this yeah. at this stage of the game, which yep. is which which is real nice. Um, yeah, uh, Logan he heads back to Firelink uh, to meet up with Gregs after you uh, after you free him here, uh, but you proceed back up and you have to cover just a little bit of ground again, but it's not too huge of a deal because you've diverted the boulders uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think you can actually block off an item if you put the boulders to go backwards from the upper area and destroy the bridge that's outside the fortress. 
The one oh so like well that that item you're talking about is the the cage key. So is that I I've, I've never tried that. You're saying if you put the boulder out the window it'll smash that bridge? I'm thinking yes. I didn't do my last playthrough cuz I was afraid of it, but my first time I think I broke the bridge. I could be wrong. I'm sorry internet if I am, but um <laughs> but I think if you turn the the boulder ramp all the way around, it can actually shoot outside the fortress and hit the bridge and break it. I think. Wow. That would really fuck you because that cage key is what opens up the shortcut later on. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't put it past the game. That would be real yeah. crazy if that ended up being the case. That would okay. require some, some testing. Yeah. Um, but, but, huh. but please let us know if you, if you, if you've seen that or not seen it. Um, yeah. I'm just, hesitant to do it. I guess I could do it after I already got the key. Yeah. I just to check it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm real curious about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you you head back up, you know, uh, and, and, and in any case, you have to go back up to the Boulder control room, and uh, there's a small little stairway that leads to uh, to a to a hallway that's full of that's full of arrows that is kind of a nice little signpo- signpost that says, "Yeah, shit's gonna get real from this point," because whereas before there were you know three four arrows, now there's a whole wall of them. Yeah, yeah, fairly easy to avoid if you're not careless again, and by this point, you should know. Yeah. Um, not, not to be careless. After this is way. I like a reflex of like hear a sound, turn around the shield, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Instant reaction. Yeah. The, the, after this was the first of like my favorite Dark Souls memories are, are moments where I come upon a scene or something and I just immediately think like, no, I can't do this. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? And there's that there's two of them that happen back to back right it's here. It's not even as bad as it gets. Yeah, totally. Like this one, I was like, oh no way! Like this is way too narrow of a bridge, and those those blades are way too close together. How the fuck do I do this? Um, and that and that's what it is. It's like a pretty narrow bridge, pretty narrow, and then uh, blades that are all close together. So you just have to to run on through. But like Levi said before, it's really astute. That's like it's really hard to tell how far away they are. Mm-hmm with where your camera is. So I luckily I had an orange soapstone that said like, just or said like, uh, try rushing through. Right. And, uh, and was able to get through here. The only one, the only one that you have to watch at this point is the middle one, because all the others move in sync with each other or roughly in sync. And you can predict that, but the other one moves at about half phase. So, mm. so long as you watch that and gauge where it's going to hit, that's the one that's going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up just, I just kind of watched the middle and wait for, openings like right. if you if you sprint whenever you see an opening you'll be okay right and like in in every case um here at least yeah you just have to not panic and roll because that can really get you in trouble yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh and then you you fight a couple snake men that are more or less inconsequential and end up at the same thing but worse <laughs> like way worse like a thinner bridge um you know a snake sorceress shooting sorceries at you while you're doing it and then trickier place blades that you can't tell are trickier place at the time. <laughs> the, the, the first bridge was really, and the second bridge was yes. yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and what's I what I know now because I, I played through the whole game is that this is kind of like trying to soften me up for the fucking uh, rafters part in Anor Orlando. Yeah, which was like my biggest like I cannot do this. Like there's no way I'm gonna make it through this fucking thing. Uh, moment in the game. Um, and then, you know, I, I've hence been able to do it just fine, but the, uh, just like narrow walkways are, are tricky for me. No. Uh, 
Yeah. You With have the to, real life and in Sun's Fortress. You have to pull a, an Ocarina of Time and essentially Z target your way to make sure that you're walking straight. Yeah. But uh the, like this last one, it's it's a little bit merciful, um, aside from the sorceress, which if you have any kind of range attack, you can take her out. Um mm. they they give you enough space in between these things where you can stop and hesitate. Mm. Like whereas before there's no there, there's no safe place to stop. In this one you can try and make a more considered go of it. But if there's no uh, orange soapstone or anything in that middle space, like you're probably not going to know that you can do that. Oh, you know. Well, well you can look the, the 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 texture of the walkways. Uh, it's darker where the uh, where the blades cross. Huh. Yeah. I, I never noticed that before. I was lucky enough to have a soapstone the first time, and then I just kind of knew. Yeah. I was my internet was out today, so I I had no soapstone to guide me. Mm. I just kind of I just kind of knew it was going to be darker where uh, where it was dangerous, so you hmm. had to go towards the light spots. Is that a shadow, or is it actually like the a dark texture there? I think it's blood. That could be it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and luckily, you're you're now kind of past like the biggest. You're almost to a bonfire, even if you don't know it <laughs> at this point. Um, it, it can feel like fuck you upon fuck you because you get to the roof and you see sunlight and you're like, thank God. But uh, all of a sudden, fire bombs start raining down on you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and this is this is where you start running into. So the, this guy's throwing down fire bombs. And this is actually really te- uh, clearly telegraphed, too, because there are huge char marks. Yes. Where there are fire bombs, and they're not that hard to avoid. Like you run once the fire clears, and you can make it just about every time. Um, they put a lot of treasures to tempt you to stop and pick them up. Right. But uh, again, and that's and now that I play Demon Souls, like there's a couple of different areas of Demon Souls that are really similar, mm-hmm. where there's an area filled with fire, and then treasures in the middle that are just there to, you know, make you make bad decisions. Why is this bridge so oily? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. But you, you get through here and you uh, mercifully get to the first bonfire or the second bonfire, which is pretty well hidden. Yeah. Um, like really well hidden. You just have to know that if you jump through this broken section of wall on the edge of this roof, uh, you will uh, fall to safety. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah, right. You can soapstones, too. Yeah. 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 But if, if, you, if, and if, if you run at a full sprint, you're going to die, too. Oh, like yes. you have to gingerly step off. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it's like right by one of the big char marks too. So if you're not timing it carefully and you're pussyfooting around, um, you're gonna kill get killed one way or the other. Yeah. So if you die here, you're gonna have to run back through the entire thing. However, because of the nature of this area, that's not gonna be too huge of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you definitely get kind of master this area by yeah. the time you get through it. It's it, it's one of the few places where the environment is your, uh, if not sole, worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you can hit that, and it doesn't set you too far back for, you know, for, for the fact that you drop, you open a door from the other side, and then you can get back up to the roof, you know, in relatively short order. Uh, so it's, it becomes kind of your safe haven, which is a little bit important because you're fighting some unexpected enemies up here. You see the Balder Knight again, uh, Balder Knights again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also find the Berenike Knights, mm-hmm. you know, which is that, that lore bit that there are people from other countries, other undead seeking Anne Orlando as well. Right. And kind of ending their, their quest here. Um, and, and going mad. Um, you can also, um, you get the flame, uh, stone plate ring. 
which is not that. I mean, they give it to you right before you're going to face fire, but it doesn't give you that much fire protection. Right. Um, I end up using it a couple places in the game, but it's not one of the most useful rings or anything. Right. Most of those elemental resistance rings are uh, situational at best, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But uh, you, you you can swing over past the uh, past the Berenica Knight uh, to get to the uh, to get to Ricard, uh, who is a prince. He has a rapier, which is uh, which is pretty good. It's upgradable. Um, he has a Stora armor on. Um, it's just weird that he is a named NPC who has no real story significance other than he's here and he's like crazy hollow. Right. His we- his weapon is kind of uh, well thought of uh, for getting it and doing like a normal upgrade path for it. Right. Because the way um, you know uh, buffs work in the game, it has a unique R two, which is this really rapid like little series of pokes. Mm-hmm. And if you like use a, a, a resin that adds like a hundred damage to your strike, it will do it for each poke. So the uh, if you like a lightning, not enchanted lightning, but like a Ricard rapier with gold pine resin uh-huh. is really really powerful, and will do a lot of damage with that R two. Right. Uh, this you know, speaking of thrusting weapons, is also the best place to farm for the uh, Balder side sword, uh, which is one of the best dex weapons in the game. Is it the is it the best place? There's only a couple of Balder Knights here. Did um, you have higher drop rates, or did you? Everything that I've read has indicated I've never actually gotten the Balder side sword, um, mm. but uh, you know, and reading the SA thread and things like that, this is where people go, uh, possibly because of the proximity to uh, to, to, to the, the bonfire. Knights. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's yeah. also after you get the gold serpent ring, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I've had one drop twice, and both times were in uh, the parish. I hate you. So, if I could give you one, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a plus fifteen on my let's play character. I'm not going to go through new game plus. Um, <laughs> get up to level like ninety, and I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also switch platform for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, hey, yeah. it's half off on PC right now. Why not? <laughs> um, so, so you go up there and you, you fight Ricard in kind of a weird little side area that doesn't go. Anywhere. Like doesn't do very much. There are a couple. Um, there, there are a couple of chests up there, but they just don't give you that much. Yeah, not mimics. <laughs> and uh, the so you kind of make your way up um, like this spiraling area. You can make a detour and go to um, one of the the better merchants in the game, even though one of the more inconveniently located merchants. Yeah, you have to take a leap of faith across uh, a, a broken walkway to get to them. Uh, it's it, it's relatively fair if you don't make the jump because you take a little bit of damage, but you find a pretty neat crossbow, uh, the sniper crossbow, and then you just have to make your way back. Um, however, if you do make the jump, you get to <laughs> one of the most obviously broken people in the game. And I mean broken mentally, not mechanically. Yeah, he's yeah. a sad man. He, he is a very, very sad man. Eventually he starts muttering to himself. <laughs> Think... Think, think, remember, 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 counts, count, yeah, count, counts, counts, one, one, two, three, four, 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 five, 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 six, seven, count, ah, uh, <laughs> It's, uh, it's pretty fun. Um, but uh, he sells you some pretty good stuff. He sells you the Katarina armor. He sells you uh, Blooming Moss. Uh, not Blooming Moss, uh, the, uh, the, the, the green uh, grass. Yeah. And yeah. one of the biggest thing is he sells you large Titanite shards. Yep. So if you're doing a normal upgrade path, like you can now buy unlimited 
large finite oh, charts. Yeah, and if you have the shortcut, you, you can get back. My my main source of purchased large uh, large titanite has always been the giant uh, mm. blacksmith. Just the, the 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 distance between these two hasn't been big enough for me to see Crestfallen Warrior as prime source of this stuff. Yeah, it feels closer to honestly. Like once you have the, the um, Lord Vessel, you can go right there, the giant. Yeah, yeah th- this is just I usually sink my souls I get from the boss of this area into yeah, large Titanite shards yeah. and then upgrade to the bonfire. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't end up revisiting this guy that often. But if you wanted to, or if you're having trouble in Anor Orlando and want to upgrade more before you get to the giant blacksmith. Um, it can be worthwhile. Yeah. He's actually, he sells them for a little bit more. The giant blacksmith sells them at a discount actually. Right. So, um, it's better to buy them from the giant blacksmith, but this is the, the kind of the first area. Right. But, uh, you can go down here and you can get to that bridge, which may or may not be able to be broken, but you find the cage key, which will open up, um, a, a, a shortcut a little bit later on that, uh, obviates the entire area pretty much. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I don't know, it makes this feel like pure Dark Souls to me, which is memorize the area, be able to run through it with your eyes closed, then find shortcut that makes you able to do so in reality. Um, if you continue up this kind of central column, you eventually you can find the, the giant shooting firebombs at you, yeah. and, or throwing firebombs, and it's really worthwhile to kill this guy, because very similar to the Channeler in the Depths, like he will make the next, next boss fight really difficult uh-huh. if you don't kill him. Yeah, I was mistaken. Uh, like er- er- earlier, I thought, you know, based on this playthrough before, it's kind of like, huh, well, what is this? But uh, he doesn't respond, um, unlike the others. The, the others do. You can kill the boulder uh, giant, uh, but he does respond and he keeps dropping the boulders, uh, which yeah. is pretty neat because this entire area is like kind of run by these living beings uh, to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not mechanical, yeah. it's not powered by magic or anything. It's these dudes just turning cranks and dropping rocks. Except for that one in the in the middle area, that uh, that where the game got all magic in the control room, <laughs> yeah. they should have put a giant in there. Like I would have, I would have accepted that, even though it would have been a huge fuck you because you very easily could have died to him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, like like these giants, they're, they're they're real fun fights because they can kill you in one hit. However, their their attacks tire them out, and they have to mm-hmm. take a knee. You say, "Who's the other guys?" <sighs> and that's yeah. your that's your chance to take them out. Yeah. yeah, but the fire one is really hard to actually do that too, because like in a little box here at the top, that's almost as big as he is. So, <laughs> it, yeah, you're kind of stuck up in his face most of the time. I've been killed in the hallway leading up to him because he clipped oh. through the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I fight him. I, I kind of get him to bait to attack, and I back down the stairs uh-huh. and wait for him to attack until he does the 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 tantrum. Oh, and then yeah. I go up and stab Problem Child in the face. <laughs> um, yeah, but unfortunately, those uh, firebombs don't blow up after, you know, if they're just hit with a weapon. Yeah, I was really um, disappointed by that. I thought that would be an awesome area for PvP if they if they did. Uh-huh. Like, you do you do fights up there, and if anybody accidentally attacks one of the firebombs, like, the whole area is just engulfed in flames. It'd be really cool. <laughs> but they just crumble if you attack them. Yeah, they crumble those, like regular boulders. Those firebombs, though, make actually, if you... Join someone's game, be summoned to their game, and they haven't killed a giant yet. It's really hard to follow them up the, up the walkways because the timing is so precise getting past explosions that essentially you get trapped behind the, the firebombs if you're, um, you're second. Oh, no. I, yeah, so. I've, never, I've never done that. I, I was, I was sunbrowing here, but I ended up uh, – I think this is when Brayton went down to go get Logan, and I just went and ended up going up by myself and waiting for him up by the bare Nikki night. So I never yeah. tried doing it with somebody. 
the timing gets weird, and then like the place he chooses to throw them to gets strange when those two people confusing him. Because he yeah. doesn't always follow the foremost person, so you can think you're safe for like going back one step, but he throws it at you instead, and then you you get burned <laughs> to death. So, <laughs> where would you drop a summon sign in this? Just by the bonfire, or uh, right outside the um, the exit to the interior? Okay. So there's a, a fog door that appears right when you go up the stairs from the interior to the exterior, and you drop it there, and that's a good place for being summoned. Makes hmm. sense. Huh. Hmm. I'm always baffled by that science of, of where you do that because, like, I'll see summon signs and, like, why would I bring you in here? I'm not at the boss yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. other people, like, when I was doing – since I've been doing that co-op run, like, it, it changes the game. It's it's fun. And we've been using that, uh, you know, the, the kind of common summon signs place um, and subverting it because we, we don't want other people to summon us. So what I try to do is I smash a, a barrel or a, a pot and uh-huh. then put my summon sign under it. Oh. Thinking that in other people's games, it's hopefully hidden from them. Right. And if, 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 even if they see it, maybe it will show them like, Hey, I'm not really looking to get summoned by you. You pull a Beatrice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but you get up here, somebody who, uh, maybe doesn't want to get summoned, but maybe does. Tarkus is like crazy out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. But he, if you watch that, uh, the Tarkus prepare to cry. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. The, 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 that, that dude, which, you know, we can't say good, you know, enough good stuff about his work. Uh, you know, just look up prepare to cry on YouTube. He frames it as Tarkus has left his sign there in order to help other people get through what he got through. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't make it that apparent. Like you can walk through there. It's a room that doesn't serve any other purpose, but to summon Tarkus. Um, yeah, and he it's Tarkus's bring... room, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Tarkus house. Yeah, I, whose house? Tarkus um, house. Whose house? Tarkus yeah, he's house. just. I call this room. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, man, that that uh, the Vadavidja guy, like, uh, that would he would be like if anybody feels like bothering that guy on Twitter or something. Please, I would love to have him on the show. Like, we try to get in touch with him, but maybe if he hears from other people, like, Let's... we're looking for a lore expert, and he's our favorite lore expert. Yes. So. He he is very good at aggregating the uh, the ephemera of certain facts of the game and putting them, putting them together into narrative, and that is exactly what we need. Yeah, it's a so, very yep. solid statement. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Well phrased. Thank you. But um, but yeah, his 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 Tarkus video is neat because it's not just about Tarkus. There's not a whole lot about him, you know, because you really only have like three touch points for him: the crestfallen merchant summoning him, and then later on when you find his uh, his equipment and his corpse. Uh, but uh, it really reads more into what Sen's fortress is about and the the various forces that are at play here. Um, and why he got this far. It really, you know, kind of like frames him as a badass, which is uh, uh, cemented if you summon him and kind of let him uh, go after this iron golem on his own. Yeah, he he's the only summon you can you can have other than which Beatrice that can take on the boss by himself. Right. Like Tarkas don't need shit. Um, he's he's a badass, and he kind of trivializes the boss fight. Like if you, he makes it he makes it really easy. Mm-hmm. So I, I fought him with you know I fought him with it. Um, I've also fought uh, the boss without him, um, mostly just because it, it does make it so easy. Right. Um, you know, speaking purely in gameplay, that might be why he's so far out of the way, because he is so powerful. Yeah. So yeah. he stuck him there to make it so it's not so apparent. Maybe try a few times first. Yeah, and then go exploring. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's smart. Or or just uh, make uh, just reward exploration with something like really powerful. That right. too, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because if you watch him fight, he knows exactly how to fight this dude. 
Yeah, like, which like, this dude who we haven't mentioned, just so I give myself a good place to cut in the music, um, <laughs> is the Iron Goal. Which is a, a, exactly what it sounds like, just a gigantic animated uh, suit of armor uh, that uh, will wreck your stuff. Like, you're fighting him on a very precarious uh, area. Like, the footing is not very sure. It's like a cross-shaped uh, bridge walkway, and he can pick you up and just straight throw you off if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, I've, I've had him do that to Tarkus twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor Tarkus. Um, he's done it to me. You know, he's thrown me off a couple of times. Like he's not, he's not. This is not that tough of a fight, even without Tarkus. You just have to be, you know, get between his legs and be very careful about watching for that grab attack. Right. Um, the uh, this is when I was talking about the the kind of um, the weaknesses of the spear, though. This is one of the first times you're going to run into it because it's a very powerful weapon, but it's difficult to hit hit the iron golem with it. Right. You're attacking his legs, and you know if you're trying to lock onto him, and you have a slashing weapon, it'll it'll hit one of them just fine. Otherwise, if you're just trying to you know bank on your character's forward being what you think is forward, uh, you're not going to thrust at the exactly the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us some some Iron Golem stories, Levi. How have you purported yourself against this guy? Um, I just take a very vanilla approach. I go up there and melee him and dodge the attacks, and then you know succeed. <laughs> had any epic battles back and forth, unfortunately, or fortunately? Have you have you non-standard beat him? I have not like, knocked him off. That's what you mean. Yeah, I have hacked down his health bar whenever I fought him. Right on. Yes. Yes. You, you can through. you can kind of uh, you know do a kind of a skip version of him though. Where if you if you get him to lose his balance, you can actually make him fall off of the bridge the same way you can. Right. Which is which is pretty neat. I like that a lot. I mean, and that's a pretty good way to just, I mean, it's its how you get him because you attack his feet and he eventually takes a knee, much like the Giants, right? So if you do that close enough to an edge, does he just kind of like fall off? Yeah. Okay. Yep. The, uh, I, I wait usually for him to come to the main area because he can knock you off too. So I just bait him to be in the area with the most service, service area Yeah. for my own protection. Yeah. Most of the times that, that that I've died to him, like you know, died a terrain death. Uh, by terrain death, I mean been thrown off bodily. Yeah. Um, I've been at that far end, uh, opposite of the area, uh, opposite of the fog gate, uh, where you just kind of get trapped over there. The um, one of the things that's interesting too, um, and I, I probably will. I was going to say I'm not going to bring this up every time it happens, but I probably will. Um, <laughs> is having you know now that I've played Demon Souls and seeing how much in Dark Souls is a reference to it. Yeah. Um, this is very clearly kind of a, uh, a visual name check of the Tower Knight in yeah. Demon Souls. And, but, uh, like, but but like the, the the Tower Knight, you have so many advantages against that dude. Like you can run up on those parapets around the edges of them, you know. Yeah. Like, like in this one, it's almost a direct inversion of that. Yeah, almost in a way. Like even though the parapets have their own like kind of dangers, you have to deal with as well. Yeah. Um, if if you're fighting them, but I think visually and the way that you're just attacking an ankle. Yeah. Of, of a big, uh, you know, steel giant, you know, it, it seems like a pretty clear connection to me. Yeah. 
Okay. But uh, the the cool thing about the Iron Golem is that uh, he he is powered by an everlasting dragon bone. Yeah. 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 His, which... his core is made of that. It's also made of getting like one of the more popular like gimmick weapons. That's actually not very good. But <laughs> the, the Hadouken fist or the dragon yeah. bone fist. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I've never played with. Um, but uh, you know, it's not. It, it, it looks really cool. It takes so much strength to wield. Like you wouldn't yeah. expect that for a fist weapon. You think okay, light and nimble. Nope. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then you you know, you eventually defeat him. You get a whole mess of souls and a little mysterious ring that looks kind of similar to the like the miracle yeah, use rings know, right? we've seen before. Um, you know, appears, but you get a little inspect prompt, and then you get a really badass cutscene that introduces oh, the next area in the game so and kind of like the good. yeah yeah um it, yeah it's a really amazing looking cutscene. It's weird that demons carry you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, they kill you at their own time. Like, you fight those things later on in, in Orlando, and they don't carry you anywhere helpful. They kill you. So it's strange <laughs> to actually take you somewhere useful. You just you just traipse into their arms, and then they rip yeah. you apart. Again, again, like, the way that this game has so many, uh, you know, just kind of reference checks to Demon Souls. That's why I think that is as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that's just there because it was in Demon Souls, more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's and that's Sun's Fortress, right? Yeah, I, th- I think that it is. You know, the next bonfire, it's not too terribly far away, although there are a couple of traps that you can fall into. We'll talk about that next time. But uh, but yeah, you are far and away from this. You've unlocked that uh, that shortcut. You've memorized the area. So even if you had to run ba- uh, back through it, you wouldn't have too much trouble with it. And uh, it, it is one of the best instances of mastery in this game, I think. As we said at the beginning of this show, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash bonfiresidechat. Um, for yes. that cool well um yeah what are we uh what are we doing next time cool so the next episode we are going to be covering in orlando in its entirety which means um going up through the uh, the castle slash cathedral uh fighting ornstein and smo uh the boss that was designed exclusively for co-op apparently uh getting the lord vessel um and then spoiler 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 uh, eventually killing gwendolyn itself um yep Yes. And 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 we that's the last time we are going to say spoiler spoiler spoiler. Yes. In the show. Next episode all spoilers are off. We're going to assume anyone who's gone with us this far has played the game and is okay with us talking about stuff because at this after after Anne Orlando you can do things in any order. Yeah. So we uh you know we can't really be beholden to uh to that. We've played nice so far, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Relatively. So, yeah, re- relatively. <laughs> we have probably said a couple of things. Yeah, but fine. you know, um you know, I, I hopefully we've been we've been fair. Listen up motherfuckers. That. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Listen up motherfuckers. Um <laughs> I'll probably bleep that out, but yeah, um, yeah. But it's the last time I'll bleep that out. 
<laughs> so <laughs> you can uh, you can go through that. It's a relatively long area. Um, for being oh, it's, it's a real one. long area. It'll, yeah. It's one area, but it's going to be a longer episode than this one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sends um, is pretty short. Next one, pretty long. Uh, we're going to be joined by Bob Mackey, formerly of uh, of Retronauts and One Up, um, uh, who will help us elucidate those areas. So, uh, yes. Yeah, and I, just a real quick to dork out a little bit. I'm really excited about that. Oh god! Like yeah. I, I, I listen to every Retronauts that's ever been. I'm a big fan of Bob's writing, um, both on Something Awful and on One Up. And uh, then I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So that's very, very cool. Uh huh. So, so do we want to do a quick admin roundup? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So if you, if you like the show, um, you have a couple of different concrete ways of supporting it. Um, you can like, uh, or you can read and review it on iTunes. That helps more people learn about the show. Um, you can tell your friends about it. You can join us on Facebook. Um, you can put it in blogs and message boards and all that jazz. All those things are a huge help. Yes. Um, if you would like to um, support us uh, monetarily, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash tip jar and use the Amazon link there. We get a little kickback from that. Um, go to uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash mimic <laughs> and never mind the URL and then just put your money in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's not a thing. I don't want that to be a thing. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, uh, more concretely, if you uh, would like a Dark Souls bonfire side chat themed t-shirt, let us know of a design that you would like. We have a couple in mind, uh, also posters and things like that. We are revving up the merch engine, and uh, we are looking for stuff that you would like to buy and put on yourself. Uh, so uh, those will be rolling out here pretty quick, and uh, you can have uh, some influence in that. Yeah, yeah. So just tell us, tell us what you want us to make, and yeah. we will do it. Um, we both do some other shows. Uh, Cole does a show called The Level with uh, himself and some of his uh, smart, funny friends and my smart, funny. You know, I know those guys now. Yeah. Uh, they're not they're not. You don't own them. Um, <laughs> you know, super nice guys. Um, it's kind of a general video game roundtable. Um, often, you know, has been described as an audio magazine um, is very good. And he also does a show called Those Damn Ross Kids with his brother, which is a comedy weird news program. Um, his brother is a super funny guy, and you know Cole is a super funny guy, and it is a super funny show. Yeah. Um, if you like Gary's flavor, you can check out The Pitch, which he does with his friend Brayton Cameron, uh, where they talk about solutions for everyday living that will, uh, uh, quite frankly, revolutionize all of our lives and make them, make them worth living, I think. Um, it's a comedy podcast comes out every week on Wednesdays. Uh, I really recommend you do it. It's one of the best things on the network. Um, and also you can check out, uh, dead ideal Valhalla, which is another great thing, uh, where, uh, Gary it's in reruns right now, but there was a new episode recently. It is a comedy, um, uh, variety music show, uh, that is, uh, just pure Gary concentrate. That's true. <laughs> if you can't get enough of me and, and kind of the biggest thing we didn't mention is me and Cole both do a show called watch out for fireballs. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a, a similar, you take a similar approach, you know, that we take to, uh, to this show where we kind of go moment to moment experience to experience, but we do it with old video games and we go through, uh, multiple old video games. The next episode that you can hear when you first hear this <laughs> will be Sonic. which one? Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Sonic three and Knuckles. Um, so you want to hear us talk about that game. We got some other cool games going forward. And if you like, uh, like what we do, go back and look at the archives and pick a game you like and, uh, listen to us. Yeah. 
give it the same treatment that we gave this. It is incredibly evergreen. Uh, most people that I know, I just recommend like find you know, look at a game that you like, and uh, you'll probably like the episode we did about it. Unless it's a game we didn't like, and then we'll make it, fun of it. It's it's evergreen except for the episode that came out September twelfth, two thousand one, and that one we get a little heavy. So so other than that one, it's, if you, it's if non-topical. You, if you don't like thinking about what it all means, avoid that one. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid that Ordinarily, when they came out it's not topical. Years. That episode I can't recommend. <laughs> that was right. that was exactly ten years before we began the show. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Levi, where can they find you on the internet? Nowhere, because I have no e publications. <laughs> <laughs> no, t- no Twitter, no nothing. No Twitter, no nothing. Okay. <laughs> so if you like my flavor then too bad <laughs> well I can find Levi every Monday night running a fantastic game of Iron Kingdoms you so can if you, if, uh, so, don't, so be jealous because <laughs> I, get, I get all the flavor I can handle <laughs> I can't <laughs> so, um, that, that, was, that was Sense Fortress that mm-hmm. was Bonfire Side Chat my name's Cole uh, my name is Gary I'm Levi praise the sun and praise the sun praise the sun and we all pray that we will have far more soon 